Top of the day, everyone, and welcome back to Hot Garbage True Crime Edition. I'm your host, Nisha, and this is my beautiful best friend and co-host. Buddha Badass. And we're at a different location today. You want to share with everyone where we are today? We finally came to Nisha's spot over here. We are here. I'm in New York. I'm over here, over there. <laughs> we came to her spot. I'm walking here. Isn't this I'm great? telling you, it's, it's, it's real. It's real. Let me tell you, this girl has a purse collection out of this world, and her bracelets will choke anybody. Yeah. <laughs> like, take a competition on. She will take each arm, one leg, and at least a, at least a shin. She got that going. No, oh, thank you. And that's not even all my purses. It's just I don't have room on that little, like, holder. Uh-huh. So I have a lot in my closet, too. Girl, you must floss the different purses for the different outfits. Let me tell yeah. you, that goes to sensational, classy, sexy. <laughs> all of those. I'm, I'm, those negatives, no negatives. Oh, thank you. So hopefully we sound better. Well, hopefully we sound just as good. But I because your quality has been so good. So I think our quality here is going to be good, too. Well, your place seems solid. I don't yeah. See, I don't see why not. This is great. I love having Buddha over. We should do this more often. Girl, it is a first-time experience for me. So, I yes, we should. I know. I can't I believe. I would love it. Especially because you got the pool. Yeah. I was like, I can't believe 10 years of friendship. And this is our first. Like, because we're almost at your house. It's your first time at my house. It's crazy. No. Uh, the real reason... And let's just keep it real. Uh-huh. Let's tell the listeners out there. Yeah. Multiple times I have asked her. Let me get closer to you guys. <laughs> Multiple times I have asked her and I've been like, Nisha, let me come to your house. And she's looked me dead in my eyes and she says, I'm Batman. And just walk the fuck off. Like, so I never get to find out about her life because I need to, I do understand the concept of Batman. Like, you, you can't disrespect Batman. Come on now. So that's what the hell keeps happening. So you're just been an enigma for years and you finally let me in. Yeah. Well, welcome to my crib and thank you for coming. Welcome to your world, man, like Bobby. <laughs> well, the second thing is because we've been doing this for almost a year now and I thought about it. We need a name to call our audience. Audience, you know, kind of oh, like Beyonce snap. has Beehive and and um, what is it? Nicki Minaj has the Barb's. Cardi has Barty Gang. You know, we need something to call our audience. So let's right now let's pick a name to call our audience. I have oh a- my gosh, I feel like I'm caught cut off the cuff right now. This yeah. Is, oh I, man, we may need a vote because it needs to be kind of cool. I have an idea. Sexy. Let me. What do you think of Trash Pandas? Trash pandas. Because we're hot garbage. Trash pandas. Get it? The trash pandas go in the trash. Oh, no. You don't like that? So we'll probably have to revisit this idea. Like, like, you're, um, I like the panda, though. I don't know why. The panda is like cool, panda. huh? But I don't know, because it's trash pandas or like, I don't, let's let's think about that. Maybe like, like I wouldn't say dirty panda. No, not dirty that panda. Gets, yeah, that's getting, we're getting in the wrong area. Yeah. Sounds fun. Yeah. Well, if you guys have any ideas, let us know. Maybe we'll revisit this next week, but I want a name to call our audience. I think we're embracing too much of this garbage. Yeah, hot garbage. Hot garbage trash pandas. Yeah. I think it's pretty cool. I, okay, no, no. You don't like it? Okay, so. I was trying to bob my head, but. We okay. gotta do something. We gotta. It's almost there, though. I will say it's almost there. Yeah. Well, Buddha and I will come up with something. But if anybody has any kind of ideas, message us and let us know at the hot garbage page or you know anywhere. And we like to listen to our audience. 
You know what? We're going to start really taking votes on this. Yeah. I mean, I want to sit here and do some wagers on that. I think yeah, so. On the decision of the name, too. The person's name we decide that we take yeah. will choose your article, too, or choose your suggestion. Yeah. Like, send it in and send a suggestion. Like, give us a double whammy. I don't care if it was about something that's silly that doesn't even have to do with murder. We'll do a one-time whammy. Yeah. To name the crew and name the people because yeah. it's going to be the loyal person that it is. I don't care if we're having us promote your own stuff. Yeah. Like, get on here and it's going to be a 35 minute of just talking about old uh, dryer sheets. Oh, yeah. And this person does reuse dryer sheets and they tell you how you're going to use that for not having the smoke of marijuana come out your house, which is actually a very efficient method. Actually, I think that sounds... That actually if you sounds- use dryer sheets, yeah, you can actually stop marijuana if you're going to grow it in your house from actually going out. Actually, I didn't know that. Yeah, put it in your chimney. I... I Found that out shockingly myself, but it, oh, wow. it is something that. But it takes a, a shitload of them, but it ta- but you can use that to deter the smell. But I don't care. We will. We'll get on here. We won't even talk about murder. If you guys help us out and help us decide the name, and we choose your name, we also will choose whatever you choose for us to talk about. Yeah, it would be, be that fun. random talk about subject cupcakes. You know, like I, I have dryer seats as a vote. I am I'm rooting for that. Dryer seats, man. Old uh, old monkey toes. We want to get in there because yeah. that is using voodoo doctor medicine. You actually should try oh, that. Oh yeah, old I've monkey never, toes oh. is actually some used to boil down and it can help you with a whole different different uh, things. What does it help you with? I didn't know that. Well, they said it also cures blindness, but as but amongst those things, it has a lot of different medicinal necessities. I've never tried it, but I will watch you do it. <laughs> nice try. Are you trying to kill me? <laughs> the only thing you'll inherit from me is this hot garbage show because you're not in my will, unfortunately. See, but you made me put you in mine. <laughs> See, I already know where this is going. We all know where this is ending, folks. Take this down on the record. She's going to kill. I've been saying this for years, though. <laughs> she has that look. She has too much study. She's too smart about this and hella thorough. Way more than I am. One day I'm going to come out, I'm going to go to my, and she's going to walk up to me and be like, hey, Buddha, how is your day doing? Or top of the day to you, Buddha. And I'll be like, I'm doing actually fine. You want to get in the car? Of course, sure. And that's the last thing I'm going to remember. I'm telling you that now because she's thorough. I'm, you're going to walk and the, the, the shadow's going to go kind of dark like like Afro. <laughs> And the, the screen goes kind of red on my on the front, but I'm like walking forward. Now, and I'm like, oh, what happened? Oh, oh, and just bleeding out, and she's just smiling, holding. Like, where did she even get a champagne bottle from? In my front yard, but she's drinking alcohol in the champagne ah. bottle, staring at me, watching me die slowly. That's, I'm telling you, she's thorough. She's there, and I've always known. I've always known that, you know, I'm going to be successful with you. <laughs> yeah. Lisa, but you're going to kill me. Oh, hell no. You're real. <laughs> well, speaking of our fans as well, I do have two reviews that I want to read as well, as well as a shout out. So this first review comes from Apple Podcasts, and they gave us a five-star review. I don't know who it is. It's um, They didn't put their name. It's like a bunch of letters and stuff like that. So if you meant to be, what do you call it? Um what incognito you meant to be incognito then that's absolutely fine but if not so we're gonna start doing shout outs and, and saying our, our fan stuff on the show and well this is remember i said i'm gonna start reading reviews on the show Maybe well not just reviews, you're gonna read the fan stuff too 
Yeah, like all of this. this you is guys can see I have no control. I found out just when you guys find out. Yeah, see. But, so. Heck so, yes. I'm putting yeah. my vote in. Put it into the board members. Yeah, so. Talk I, to them on the next meeting. Yeah. What am I getting my neck raised? Just ask them. <laughs> my but, friendship is your raise. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, you're thank my you. friend forever, and that's priceless. You know what? I can't argue with that. <laughs> but I still just wanted to talk to board members because I love your friendship. <laughs> <laughs> so, so this As one... friends, I just want us to talk. <laughs> but, yeah, so are we going to start? Yeah, so this one... I didn't do that. So this one... Are we going to start... Like reading our fan stuff. Yes, this I just wanted you to say that this, on the air. Yes, this is what I'm trying to do right now. Okay, okay. So, as I was saying, this person is incognito. I don't know who wrote this. So, if you want to message me later and let me know if this was you or not, so I can actually say your name. But this is what they said. They gave us five stars, and they said, "If you like cackling and discussing true crime, this is the podcast for you." These two have hysterical chemistry, and they keep me laughing. Oh, so thank you, person. Love you. Yes, thank you so much. And then the other one, first of all, I want to give a shout cackling. out. To, cackling. Wait a minute. Cackling. Like, like laughing. So we don't just make people laugh. We make people cackle. That's like a witch's laugh. That's, that's yeah, that's an interesting terminology right here. I'm down with you. I still love you, though. Love you. Now, and then another one, this came from Facebook, and this is author Carmen Lachey. So please make sure you check out her book. I actually just downloaded her book today. Really, really good, because I want to support her like she supports this podcast. And her book is called Caught Up in a Dope Boy's Love, and it's actually going to be, I think, a five, four-part series? Four-part series. Oh, bro. Yeah. But the title alone, I almost am already reading it. Oh, I can't wait to read it. I'm right now. Yeah. I just caught up in the dope boys love. Like, yeah, okay. it kind of flows together. Like, whose movie is that? Yeah, that's gonna be good. Suggestion. I, yeah, well, that's in my Kindle app right now, and I cannot wait to get to it and read it. I literally just downloaded it, but I want to read what she wrote because this was really great, and this actually made my day. So she posted this on our Facebook page. She said. I'm taking a bubble bath, got some candles lit, and decided to listen to my favorite thing while bathing. Not soothing music, but true crime podcasts. Don't judge me. I'm a sucker for true crime shows of any kind. I don't particularly have a favorite podcast. I sort of bounce around. Anyway, I'm in the tub listening to the hot garbage show, and woo, this one called The Killing Cousins got me in a chokehold because baby wet. So she listened to us in the bathtub, and I feel really so. So thank you so much, author Carmen Lachey. I think she she found us on accident. It was awesome. Isn't that wonderful? Yeah, and I think that's great. And I will be reading your book, and I will be writing your book, and I think that's awesome. So thank you yeah. for your support. Like I, I like, I like being that gem and the nugget. It's almost like Key and Peel. That is what I would like. I don't mind us being. Yeah. I mean, I don't want the, the sex. The sex. I'm going to say this word right if it kills me. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want the success. Uh There it is. The success to come after it. Of course, I do want to get paid. Um, But no, I like just the art of just having fun. Oh, yeah. Interaction. Yeah. And people saying that it's really cool. And I I feel like what I'm saying in that reference of Kid and Peele is it becomes big way after you thought it was going to be big. Like, yeah. you thought it was over and this stuff bounced back. Mm-hmm. You know? And I mean, I, I feel like we're, like, hot like that. Yeah. Well, this is awesome. Well, I mean, I'm hot today because I'm sweating like a mofo, but 
Ah, well, the air is on, so it should be kicking in soon. Oh, no, you, that, no, thank you, for yeah. real, because I felt like the devil's rolled ankle at one point in time. I was hot, and I was really uncomfortable. Oh, no, that's yeah. terrible. So, but, you know, we've come back from that. Yes, definitely. Well, we're going to get into the case now. Are you ready for part, are you guys ready for part two of the Hillside Stranglers? Mm-hmm. Are you, can you take more of Kenny and Angelo? Uh, girl, I'm going to have to. Okay, so we left off at the part where, remember, the police is keeping certain details of these crimes out. You know what I mean? Like the last one, it was the needle marks and the electrocution marks. So they're keeping that out. And they know about the hillside stranglers. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. So, basically, they're, you know, really looking for him. Especially Frank Salarner. He's the lead detective on this case. Now, Kitty and Angelo, because, you know, like I said, it's been hot. You know, the Los Angeles Strip has been really hot. So, the Los Angeles Strip is hot right now. So, they came up with an idea, Kenny and Angelo. They was like, we have to go about this in a different way. So, they're like, we're going to change locations. Because, remember, they have been doing all this at Angelo's spot, with the exception of the one that they murdered in, in the car. Remember, they did Yolanda in the car. But, for the most part, it's been taking them back to Angelo's she place. She was an essential, yeah. you know, case right there. Yeah. But now this is becoming too hot. So they're like, okay, this is what we're going to do. They wanted to confuse the law enforcement as well to where it can be like, okay, this has been done at different places. And so what they wanted to do was they was going to call, they was going to lure a sex worker from an agency to a different place that wasn't Angelo's. Then they would, you know, gag her and they would, you know, they would gag her there, you know, they would tie her up and then they would take her back to Angelo's. So that way there's not a specific trail. So that way when law enforcement investigates this, they could be like, oh, well, she was here last. Does that make sense? Yeah. So Kenny, now this part is going to be Kenny's idea. He said that there was an empty apartment building, an empty apartment that was for rent in the same complex that he was living in. Right. Mm hmm. So what he did was, because he lives all the way at the top floor, I think it's a three-floor apartment complex. He lives on the third floor. This apartment is on the bottom floor. So what he does is he gets a tour of the apartment. So he calls, gets a tour of the apartment. He pretends like the apartment is for somebody else, right? And so as he's getting the tour of the apartment, he leaves the sliding glass door open and unlocked once he leaves. That is an old, old trick. Yeah, yeah. Now then, what Kenny does is he calls an escort agency from the paper, and he makes the phone call from a payphone at a Hollywood public library, and you know he gets a visit from a sex worker. He says that his name is Mike Ryan, so he uses a fake name, and a sex worker named Donna is the one that's going to be dispatched. So this is what makes this so sad is because before she joined this agency, she had actually been working the streets, but she was so scared of the hillside strangler. She thought that it would be safer to join an agency because she was like, she can't be out there on the street with like them a detective around. agency. Yeah, it was a, yeah, it was a, um, like an escort agency, an escort service. An and so, escort, not a detect, an escort agency. Yeah, that's what it says, an escort agency. But they consider it an agency. It's called agencies, you know. Oh, that. no, I like, I, I, you know, when you say agency, of course, I think of, you know, Spy, Archer. Oh, right. 007. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, like, wow. When you say the cops couldn't protect you, 
But you, the escort service would. Would protect you. Yeah, because she was one they of those ones. Yeah, because she was like one of those ones that was on the street. And, you know, obviously it's not safe right now because the hillside stranglers. That's like the word of the day is real. Yeah. I keep saying it like that. But, yo, the, the, for real, though, like, who? I, I don't know if I'd have thought of that. But these are not, as a person who's not lived outside the boundaries yeah. in that way. Uh, it makes me want to explore. I, I'm like, feel like I've just grown yeah. some knowledge. Have you ever seen Bear, Men versus Wild? Mm-hmm. The guy that goes out there and he lives in the, the forest. Oh and yeah, out how to survive. Yeah, like I just feel like I just got a little piece of the game. Yeah, like oh, if the cops can't help you, go to an escort service. So they will protect you, apparently. Yeah. As long as you're fucking somebody, uh. they're gonna kill people <laughs> or take care of you and make sure you're safe. You know, and keep you recorded at all times. Uh, you know, and go and hold stuff against people. Apparently, that's where you go. I mean, I'm just learning. I'm just, I'm, you know, <laughs> being funny, not being funny. But if the cops can't help you, escort service will. Yeah. So, ladies, uh, you know, and I'm saying all bullshit to the side. Like working the streets is not safe anyway. I think you should be with an agency. I mean, go if you're to an do agency. That. Yeah. Yeah. Because like, you don't be, know who the fuck. Be Sterling Archer. If you're going to sell it, I mean, sell it with a tuxedo. That's what I said. <laughs> <laughs> Don't let it be low quality. Oh, God damn, girl. Oh they hurt. That's all I'm saying. Get in there. And honestly, you get paid more with the agency, too, because, you know, there's... You, you can pay well. You get, oh, paid, you get paid way better. I've been to Vegas multiple times. They are up there with the impersonator with Michael Jackson. Oh, so did you call the agency while you was out in Vegas? Well, I couldn't afford her. I'm not even... <laughs> better than I'm doing. Let me tell you, her life is too good. Uh, I am not one of her clients. You hear what I'm saying? Uh, She's real. So you was going to the street? The word of the day. I mean, if I wanted to, I'd had to go. I've never paid for it. I, I, you know, fortunately, I just hadn't had to. But if I would, it'd be quality. And if, I wouldn't go to the street because it just seems like, I don't know. But you can't afford the agency, so where are you going? To the old hand. And Pornhub. Uh, hey, we gonna get that. Oh man, I know some porn people by name. Goddamn it! Oh my! I will. I'll be there. Like, oh yeah, old Stalin, give it to me. Like, girl, peaches and cream. Give me that force, bro. I'm telling you. <laughs> what is wrong with you? What is wrong? This bit. I, mean, I, I might give. I might just go ahead and do some shout outs. One of these good ones. And give Pornhub people some some pride oh, and some stuff because I'm telling you, there's one girl. What is what is her name? And I go I go to her on defaults because I just what? like the way she did. Are, and it was actually she did so not. So you're about to tell everybody on here that you be on Pornhub all the time. I mean, everyone be on on porn some some type of way. <laughs> you just, I got okay. addicted. I got addicted to the fact that I didn't have to pay. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, once a week. Hell yes! So, I mean, like, I do. I still stay healthy. I'm like, I want to keep a healthy sex life. But I'm like, if you talking about like, oh, let's turn on something nasty and make it kinky, I'm not gonna buy a sixty dollar DVD. Hell to the no! I'm gonna get on your smartphone or your smart TV and I'm gonna put on Pornhub and I support it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not paying for my kinky time, man. Like for real, that is the best Pornhub. It's like salvation. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's just the everyday person. It's, you don't have to. You don't like I said. It's not. It's not even a daily thing because I'm not. <laughs> that's why. That's why I love it because it's like it's like stable. Yeah. Where I'm like, I come here like a month or so from now, and I'd be like, oh man, I ain't, 
I, I was, thought you was going to get some. Tell me that's not happened to you. We thought you were going to have an interaction. Go out on a date. <laughs> you, you're a real cool person. You guys have that interaction, but you don't actually do anything. You're not mad about you not actually doing anything, but you did want something to happen really bad. Man, that, did they go well. That's not but what happens to me end before. end that right? way. That's never happened to me. If I want to do something, I get it. Oh, yeah, you get it, don't you? They I give get it to you. You son of a gun. <laughs> they don't always give it to me. That's what I'm saying. Sometimes. I, I think men might have a different experience. We do. Sometimes we have to plant the seed. We don't get it that <laughs> night. <laughs> we no. may get it like a week or two later, maybe in a couple days, but not that night. So that means you probably that took somebody out on a date and been hella disappointed when you walked her to the door. Because some women. Let, let's just be real on this like, show. Right you're now. not coming Let's in. Let's just be real on this show right now. Women, you guys do that on purpose to us. Even if we're <laughs> awesome. Even if the date went perfect, you make a vow before you even come out to us. And you say, I'm not giving him none no matter what. Because some people Because of what happened before. <laughs> of Tyrone or Trayvon or Denzel or even Thomas. Or, or personally, or apparently Herbert. I heard that there was a cheater name apparently recently. Um, Herbert cheats. Or Herbert. But but you don't do that because of those guys before. And then this guy who's doing everything right, he don't get none. Because they're probably scared that you're not going to call them if they do okay, it on the Okay, but was, was that my fault? But okay, so are you gonna call him? If I did everything like- perfect. I was gonna call you anyway, girl. So you were gonna- I wouldn't have to call you if you was in my bed. <laughs> Think, about that. Think about that. I wouldn't have to call you. <laughs> already be there. Okay. I talk to you again, guaranteed. <laughs> okay. So we're back to the case. So he calls Donna. So Donna ends up meeting, you know, at the, the apartment complex because remember they left the sliding door open, and so she ends up meeting, you know, in the abandoned apartment. Which when she walks in, she thinks it's weird because obviously there's no furniture or nothing in there, right? Mm-hmm. She don't even get in there good until Angelo jumps out. You know, he comes out from one of the rooms in the back, right? Mm-hmm. And imagine how scary that is. So Angelo. And, and they both showed their badges. They said that it was a sting and that she was getting arrested for being a sex worker. So they handcuff her and they try to drag her out into the hallway because remember, they're taking her back to Angelo's house and she was just fighting her ass off. Like she was fighting. She was screaming. She fell. She dropped her purse. All her stuff was just all over the place. And this is why she thought they were cops. Yeah, she thought they was cops, but she felt like something was wrong though because of how they was like dragging her out. She just felt like something wasn't right. It wasn't the right way. Right. You know what, girl? I mean, go ahead. So they end up throwing I her. I don't promote to, to fight cops at all. Like, mm-hmm. I, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. You take that on recording. Yeah. Any officer hear this, I'm not resisting. Mm-hmm. Now, so basically they end up throwing her back into the apartment and she hit her head on the floor and she started bleeding really hard. And so they, at this point, neighbors start coming out of the apartment, you know, all their apartments because they're like, you know, what's going on? They're hearing screaming and they don't know what's going on. So Angela and Kenny, they keep her hand over the, her, her mouth and they was like, if she keeps screaming, they're going to stab her, you know? Whoa. So everybody's still looking out, trying to figure out what the hell was going on. This is everybody on the first floor. But eventually when they don't hear nothing else, everybody goes back into the apartment. 
and they're able to get her out to the car. So she's like, mm, so she's almost. That's what I'm saying. That that's the scariest thing is when you almost get away. Like, can you imagine how she felt when everybody went back in their apartment and she's like, "Oh my gosh!" Like, um, mm, mm. at this point, she's apologizing to them. She's crying. She's like, "Please let me go," you know. And she even told them, "Like, I have a child at home," but none of this worked. They get her back to Angela's house. They duct taped her mouth the same way with that stuffing stuff from the, the shop. They they tie her hands up. They rape her. They murder her. And then Kenny stole a necklace that for his girlfriend Kelly. So he stole her her necklace and gave it to his girlfriend. And her Probably body corpse. That's that's mm-hmm. a definite thing that you know you're giving love to. The yeah. Mm-hmm. Symbol of love. Find a dead corpse. A dead. <laughs> it's a hallmark moment. <laughs> now. Her body, like, so basically they found her body, the, her body was found the next day, and they actually laid her naked, and she was in sight of the city hall. So they're starting to get really bold, you know? Girl, they've been bold in my mind. Yeah. Apparently. For, you know, the 70s and 60s, this was, you know, just every day. Mm-hmm. Now, the escorting service got really, really nervous, like, when she didn't return at at all, and they ended up calling a social worker, and the social worker had founded California Association for Trolleys, which is, like, where sex workers could go get legal advice and stuff like that. So, Dr. Lois ended up calling, because her name was Dr. Lois Lee. Dr. Lois ended up using the phone number that Kenny had given the service, and it traced back to the phone booth at the public library. And then the address went to the vacant apartment. So she went to the police and she was told that she had to wait 24 hours for the girl to just be missing. And I hate that rule, by the way. I just want to go out by saying I hate that freaking 24-hour rule. I think it's actually 48 hours. Is it 48 hours? Yeah, that's how a young lady actually died. When her mother was calling, it was a recent crime. I didn't remember. That's that. crazy. So they went yeah, from twenty four yeah. hours to now forty eight hours. That's yeah. crazy. After all the people that be getting killed, they actually made it longer. Like that makes no sense. Go out and be living their best life too. It's kind of uh, like that's what their explanation was too. Well, that's crazy. That somebody could go out and avenge her, but yeah. a, a woman did. The only reason why I know is because a, a woman did. It was a death whole thing mm-hmm. where her daughter got intoxicated at a party. And she kept trying to call, saying, my daughter will usually call and, you know, bring, come back to the house or inform me where she's at. And she's like, if you guys would have found out. The coldest part is she wasn't murdered. She passed out in the freezer. Really? Yeah. Oh, I remember that case. I think that case was on the list. Yeah. Oh, that case okay. is sad. Yeah, I don't yeah. think she was actually murdered, but she actually just passed out. They found out. her in the freezer, huh? Because, I mean, when you're drinking yeah. that hard... Yeah, you don't know where the like fuck a you're going. cold surface. Right. And this feels good at the moment. Mm-hmm. You just fall asleep. And it's like yep. a coma-like sleep. Yeah. So, you know, she just froze to death after that. That is so sad. You know. I feel like... I nobody... Mean, I, when they, they was like, if you would investigate at the time when she called... Right. You would save your life. Well, and that's my thing, because I'm like, I'd rather be overly cautious. Like, yeah, I know people go out and get missing and live their best life, but at the same time, shouldn't we check? And if that was the case, then oops, like, we did too much. But it's better, because you're going to save someone's life. That, yeah, that sounds like a cool, cool, best way. Yeah. Uh, you could take advantage of that, you know. Right. Which criminals have done. Yeah. So that's why it's a double edged sword, though. I'm just like, police officers do better. I think the department needs to just drop that 24 hour rule. I mean, because what is really, I mean, just looking for the person, just looking for what can come out of bad out of just kind of looking for them 
And if they are okay, then fine. It's just okay, some wasted time. Like, I don't know. Yeah, They're worried about tough. wasting time. And I could definitely be wrong about 48, but I like, but it was that time span. It seems like so, right well, it just seems like so little, especially when I know that it, they show that studies have shown that kidnapped victims are typically murdered within the first four hours of their abduction if they're abducted. Oh. So, when, yeah, so because a abductor typically will take you, do whatever they're going to do with you, and they don't want evidence, so they're going to kill you. So, those hours are very, very crucial. And for them to know that, and this is actual, like, studies have shown this, and you're still having 24 to 48 hours rules. That's very, very just... I mean, what are we advocating then at that point? Like, just are we drop saying that, that shit. we need more surveillance by the government so they know when someone's walking someplace they shouldn't be? <laughs> no, I think hours. that as soon as somebody fucking calls, get on it. Don't tell them 48 hours or 24 hours. That's too long. When the studies are showing that they're going to get murdered in the first four hours. Oh, okay. Like, that's what I'm saying. Drop that whole 24-hour shit. Like, we don't need that. I'm not going to lie. I'm kind of groggy on what I feel. I, I, this is my mm-hmm. first time, like, addressing it in that sense. You're right. Um, But I, it seems like we need some sort of solution. I'm, I'm not quite yeah. sure what it is because it almost sounds like you're promoting surveillance. No, not surveillance. I'm talking about, like, let's say someone calls about their child missing or their, even their grown person, like, missing... You know, start well, looking for that they, person right away. How would they know where to look if they're not always watching? Well, I mean, how do they know where to look now? Like, okay, for example, your mom, and you call, like, okay, well, my daughter was at work. She never came home for work. They would probably start looking at work, right? Like, in this case, she was a sex Okay, worker. so just yeah. somebody, there needs to be a response yeah. team. Something. A, a lower level response yeah. team. Yeah. Of non-emergency. Yeah, like start the trail. I will say I do agree in the sense of there needs to be something like that. Maybe a lower level response to with a therapist. Like somebody psychologically or somebody who understands what's going on in these moments. Who can be not, well, almost like a negotiator. Yeah. You know, it's like, like Samuel Jackson. You know, like every time. Or even Kevin Spacey. Yeah. I mean, he's cool too. Have him come and negotiate. I'd rather have him negotiate sometimes because he's just not even going to allow him to start cussing. Yeah, but yeah. Have more more of those in that role is what it almost sounds like you're saying. Um, and to come out for lower level alerts. Yeah, yeah. To respond in a more sociable way. Yeah, that's what I think. Okay. I okay. think that would save a little more lives because just in this case, you know, the social worker called the police. And of course, you know, because she was a sex worker, the lady was a sex, Donna was a sex worker. They didn't take it seriously. And they said 24 hours. You know, even though in this case it wouldn't have made a difference because she was already dead at this point. But the fact of the matter is, you know, 24 hours is just a really long time. It's just a long-ass time. Girl, yes. Yes, it is. And I apologize in advance, you guys. You might hear my dog barking in the background, so I apologize for that. But I will say in the same... Yeah. The dog is barking. Yeah. And then back to what I'm saying. Okay. Is 24 hours is a long time. Mm Mm-hmm. And at the same time, how many people do call in because, you know, their boyfriend didn't show up to the date. And he seems like he's like, their daughter didn't call, but her phone actually died. Yeah. She's at her friend's house. But I'd rather for that to happen. And it's, oh, okay, well, she's fine. I mean, what have you lost at that point? The manpower. You know, I mean, like, like... Like, let's be real of mathematics. Uh, 
police versus mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. Like, what is the average police force in a, in a city? Like, 50,000? I don't even know. 25,000? I don't know. The reason why I'm saying that, maybe 50,000, maybe 100,000? Right. You know, if, I mean, that's a big police force. Yeah. Uh, the reason why I'm saying that, what's the average city? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So Two million? Yeah. Three million? Uh, well, there's more of us than them, but... I. I, I just don't know. The shit hire more fucking police forces then. And that, that makes us be so... you're going against all the matters of what people what, are saying right now. What that makes me... Name think- a color. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what the right answer is. I just know that this is wrong. This process is wrong. Especially... And more police is the answer. Well, shit, I don't freaking know. If, we're not, if we don't have enough to go just check in on somebody... And people are getting murdered because they're gone for too long. Like, wh- like, what else can we do? Girl, what else can we do? I don't that know. That is the question. Uh, but anyway, so at this point, Kenny now tries to get a job at the police department again. And so he goes on a ride along. So, you know, now he's starting to hang out with cops. And he kept asking about the hillside stranglers, you know. And, you know, because remember, Kenny is the one that likes to run his mouth. He likes to do the whole, I wonder who the Hillside Stranglers is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So now he's, so now he's hanging out with, right. So now he's hanging out with police officers because he wants to be a police officer. He goes on a ride along. He's like, you know, what are you guys doing about the Hillside Strangler case? Like, so, so basically now Angelo and Kenny, they're both starting to get really, really nervous because this killer, this last killing did not go smoothly. I mean, we have her screaming in the hallway. So, and Angelo was really mad. At this point, they're starting to turn on each other because Angelo was like, that was Kenny's idea and Kenny almost got them caught up. You know what I mean? And Angelo told him, because remember, I think I talked about this in the last, the killing cousins that we did. When there's a killing duo, there's always one that's more passionate about it than the other one. The other one's kind of along for the ride. Yeah. So in this case, Kenny was the one that's like, he wants to do this really bad. Angelo likes to do it, but he's along for the ride. So Angelo is now telling Kenny, you're doing too much. You're about to get us caught up. You need to just chill at this point. You know what I mean? Because he was like, and Angelo was said, I'm tired of killing people. I'm not doing this no more. You know what I mean? Now this is where it starts getting juicy. Because the police now starts questioning everyone in the apartment complex. Because remember, the social worker called the police, right, from the escorting service. And the social worker traced that number back to the payphone, who traced it back to that apartment complex. Because remember, he was dumb enough. Finally. Yeah. I guess it is good to go to the doggone... Right, because the social services and pimps and 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 and, uh, escorts. Right, I mean, because he was dumb. They actually trace. Yeah, because he was dumb enough to get the apartment, even though he's on the third floor. He got a vacant apartment in his apartment complex. I mean, dumb enough. I mean, this man called from a payphone in the apartment. That sounds like he tried very hard. I mean, he did. The only people that put in the energy is an escort service trying to get their money back. You know what I'm saying? The cops was like, ah, whatever. What can we do? The escort said, like, I'm going to go get my pay. That's what I'm about to do. He over here at this phone found this out. It's like watching Bad Boys. Right. So the police comes out. They start questioning everyone in this apartment complex, right? So Kenny is questioned. And Kenny says that he did hear some screaming. But he was like, you know, he was like, he heard a little bit of screaming. But, however, 
this was documented that Kenny was like, he was the only one that heard screaming on the third floor. Everybody else that heard the scream was on the first floor. They questioned him. He was like, oh yeah, I think I heard something, but nobody else on the third floor heard it. They didn't tell him that. Right, right. So they didn't tell him that, but that was just a no. At this point, he's not a suspect or nothing, but they had to question everybody, right? Kenny also liked to sit there and watch the news because he loved when they covered the Hillside Stranglers, you know? Now, during this time, the police also had undercover officers on the strip with the sex workers to try to, you know, protect the sex workers. And this was so bad that they actually gave the sex workers a pass. They was like, you know, we're not going to arrest anybody for, you know, having sex for money because we're trying to catch the hillside stranglers. So at this point, the sex workers and the police officers, they were working together. Are you against sex workers? Why are you saying this? No, not at all. I'm not against sex workers. If you have to get your money, get it how you live. No, I can't be against sex workers. Uh, well, that is an interesting way of phrasing it, but we come to the same conclusion. Yeah. Of if you choose. Sometimes you to, don't have a choice. Uh, I don't know about that. Uh, but I will say. If you don't have any money level, or, you know, you can't get a job, what are you going to do? I mean, girl, let me tell you, I, I'd be a sex worker right now. <laughs> right now. Ready. Right. But I'm saying it's that, you know, it's not like this. It is the choice for everybody. Yeah. Everybody has that choice. Come on now. Anybody can be a sex yeah, worker. Yeah, I can go out there, oh, yeah. sell this, give it to you. Like, like okay. Uh. It is statistically that gigolos and male prostitution is not profitable like that. <laughs> <laughs> Women just ain't paying for it. Like, they're like, oh, I get offers. Who do I get offers? Right. So I they're think... not trying. They're not paying for it on top of that? Yeah. And go through the problems that you're going to give them? It's not. No, I'm cool. It's not, that, it's not very marketable. Right. But, um... If that is the decision that somebody's done consciously, is what I'm saying. Yeah. Then you, you, I'm not gonna make them feel like they're a horrible person. No, not at all. Did you get married? No. Do you have a husband? No. Then who cares? Who cares? You know, like, and, right. And we all kind of you consciously chose to do that, and you was of an adult consenting age when you decided to do it. Yeah. Let's go. Absolutely. I agree with that. And just make sure that you're safe. Whatever you're doing, make sure you guys are safe doing they it. That's all rights I have. Too, exactly. They Absolutely. Person is, is every worker. Absolutely. You guys have rights to be protected. They're not they're, they're, yeah, they're making less than human. Mm-hmm. And that's why I have a problem with a lot of these cases because a lot of the women that's targeted, that's sex workers, you know, the law enforcement don't care because they're considered less dead. They don't consider them people. They don't yeah, investigate. They, yeah, I will I agree. They yeah. do talk about them like they are less than a lot. Absolutely. And, but they they're the one of the most that's involved. Yeah. It's, it's it's so I went sad. to church and found out the hard way that a lot of men, a lot of men in the church are paying for women. Mm-hmm. Now, at this point, Angelo and Kenny are really starting to argue because Angelo is still blaming Kenny for everything that went wrong last time because this was Kenny's plan and he almost got them caught up. So they took a break from Kenny. They took a break from killing, you know, at this point because Angelo was like, I'm not doing it. Now, during this time, things are starting to go really bad for Kenny, especially because he got fired from his job because he was lying about having cancer. So the boss found out about all the times that he took off for treatment was fake. So he got fired from his job. Because of this, he lost his apartment. He got his car repossessed. And then he had to get another job at a nursing home. 
So all the sex workers were like super scared. You know, they was looking out for each other. They was writing down license plates, you know, whenever one of their friends would go. And, you know, because again, like we talked about, they knew the law enforcement, you know, was considering them less dead. So they was like, they don't know if they would get investigated. And the media, they had, so the media leaked that whole thing. Remember when I said that the sex workers and the law enforcement, they was, you know, kind of, you know, undercover and working with each other. Well, the media linked that. So that blew up their spot. So they was back to day one. Sex workers then started carrying weapons. And Kenny and Angelo, they was like who off each other. They just started spending way less time together. So Kenny and Kelly ended up getting back together and they started spending more time together. You know, Kenny started really focusing on his girlfriend and everything like that. It's funny because the things that you're doing is what's arming the sex workers. Right. Uh, right. Absolutely. You know? If you guys wouldn't have brought that violence to the thing that you seem to admire, you wouldn't have had that violence. Right. So it was like about, you know, a month or whatever that Kenny and Angelo wasn't speaking to each other. But it was one time that he ended up, Kenny ended up having problems with Kelly. And so Angelo was the only place he could really go to to vent. You know, he started going to Angelo about how bad his life was going. So he went to Angelo and he was like, I really, really want to murder somebody because I need to be cheered up right now. Like, you know, my life is going bad. My car got repoed. I just started a job, you know. <laughs> so he was he like, sounds like a Call of Duty player. Yeah, like, also real. If you, it's only just how I feel about it. I haven't heard the person say it yet. Uh, I hope I'm not the person speaking into existence. Uh-huh. But I, this is like something psychological when you're a Call of Duty Fortnite, and I played some of the. I played past tense. Uh, I still play them. I'm not gonna lie, but. I don't ask avidly because I started looking at it differently. Like, like what type of release do you get when you meet a guy and you want to be friends with him and you're like, let me shoot you in the face. Oh my gosh. Right. Right. You know, like that's you getting to know somebody is shooting, is kill them and hunt them down and kill them for hours. Right. And that seems like that's the thing with the hillside stranglers. Yeah. It's like, like you're almost breeding, you know. Yeah. Uh, Woody Allen's. Oh, from, yeah. From Perfect Killers. You're almost yeah. asking for that. And I'm not even the person that's... Uh, I will say that I don't believe the video game is not affected in the whole sense of what is somebody's reality. Uh, people can disassociate it. The only thing is, what I'm saying is, when it becomes the primary uh, entertainment. Oh, right. Right. Because that this seems like the only thing that cheers them up at this point. Like, yeah. let's go kill somebody. Right? After a while, I got bored. I was like, I can't. Okay, I'm done. Right. Like, I, I they they messed me up where it was a while before I played any game that killed people. But I was mm-hmm. like, oh my god, does every game have to kill somebody? Right. It just got played out. It was like got played out. You know how many games have zombies? Every game. Yeah. Every game. Every almost there's every a, game. There's home. a zombie treacherous now. Like oh, there is. Every game is so played out and boring. Yeah. Like, come on, man. Zom Zom again. Zombies. Yes, everybody's drooling at the mouth with green eyes. Shoot them in the head. Yeah. Like, it's, it's not saying I don't enjoy it, but yeah. I'm just like, oh my God. Like, can you entertain me in any other way? Yeah. Right? Well, not these guys. Yes. Because you know what Angela said? Angela was like, fine, we can go out and go try to kill somebody now. 
So they end up getting in the car and they drove to. What I'm saying is he's not as bad now. Now he's like, oh, he just wanted to kill a couple people. Yeah. <laughs> so they get into the car and they drive to Burbank and they find a girl that was sitting at a bus stop. Now, Angela asked, hey, do you want to go to a party in Hollywood? And she was like, no, she don't want to go. So at this point, they try to go ahead and abduct her. So now this was in the afternoon time. Mind you, it's like broad daylight outside and they're trying to abduct this girl. And an old lady pulled up behind them and saved the girl. This lady's name was Jan Sims and she was an older woman who was a teacher and she made sure the girl was okay. And Jan also went to the police and she described the car and the men that had tried to abduct that girl. But again, the police did not take her seriously. Like for some reason, she kept calling the police station. And I guess because she was an older woman, they just wasn't taking her seriously. You know, they just, I don't even Who think they took a report. Oh my, that's terrible though. You know, but the good thing is the little girl they tried to abduct was okay. Old ladies yeah. report stuff all the time. You don't listen. That's back to what I was saying. Like, how many calls do you listen to? Because there's some old lady oh, calling, that's calling in. See, her child went missing for thirty minutes, and she's right in your backyard. But you forgot you told her to go back <laughs> to the front yard. Right, right. Oh Sally. God. Come on now. This is the sixth time you done called. It's funny when you watch it on Jurassic Park movie, and that's just a little town. Yeah, and you're like, oh, this is that old lady that keeps calling the police station. Yeah, that's exactly what they say in those movies. You know what? That sounds like me because I told my daughter when she's doing her homework for like a half hour or something. I'm like, you need to put your phone aside. Like, you don't need to be on your phone at all. So I call her, and then I'm like, and then she answers finally, like after a half hour, and I said, why wasn't you answering your phone? And she said, I couldn't hear it. You told me to put it on silent. I was like, oh yeah, I did say that. Right, it, it happens that simple. And there's some sheriff drinking coffee. That's how I imagine drinking coffee and the thing, talking to a woman named Becky. And they always enjoy, you know, a good pastry. Not just donuts. Oh, good they've pastry. gotten classy. Yeah. yeah. They've gotten classy. A ham and cheese from some of these places are really good. But the point is, is that they sit there and be like, Becky, call. Who was that? Is that the phone ringing? Oh, yeah, that's probably Miss Jenkins calling again. Here she go. And pick up and she's like, there's some sarsaparilla on my yard. And somebody was running outside. I'm telling you now. Uh, they, they do it all the time. Yeah. Damn, that so was that's what that uh, Only because I'm devil's advocate at this moment right now. Yeah. To like Donald Trump over here. But I'm like on some avid, but on some truth, only because you know I, I did do some study of economics and all the stuff and spreading the land, yeah, and the, you know the wealth of it, and play some you know Sid Meier's Revolution video games, yeah, it starts making you be like, how do I delegate my government? But it's just be like, it's only so many people, yeah, for these silly little calls. Yeah. So. So this is crazy. Now, what I'm about to say is crazy as hell right now. So one day, Kenny goes and visits Aunt Angelo at his job at the up, the auto upholstery shop, right? And at this point, Angelo is talking to a girl named Sydney, who is one of his customers, you know, so he's settling the bill or whatever they're doing. Sydney is 20 years old. And, you know, she was working at a restaurant that Angelo used to eat at all the time. And she had gotten a new car and, you know, Angelo had slid her a business card and stuff. So at that point, she was just a customer. So Angelo introduces them, you know, because they're sitting there talking. And Kenny pulled Angelo to the side and said, well, why don't we kill her next? And she's mm -hmm. already in here. Why not? 
So they lure her to Angelo's house, you know, by saying that he had some numbers, you know, for people that was She looking. had brown hair and some almond eyes, didn't she? She was hot. I don't know. She probably was, though. It sounds like it. I'm already on Sydney. <laughs> Now, they lure her to Angela's house because, remember, Angela's house is right by the up, the upholstery shop. And they told her that they had some numbers for people looking for workers in their house, you know, because she was looking for a new job. She had been saying she was tired of the restaurant. Hmm. And so she was like, OK, like so she goes, she lure, she goes back to Angela's house. They do the thing. They flip the coin to see who's going to rape her first. And then they tie her up. They tie her to the bed. They rape her. They murder her. And is this where the story that Two Face came from? Maybe you flip a coin, <laughs> somebody rape you, somebody don't. Yeah, cheesy. No, they both rape her. It's just who gets to go first. That's what they. I flip know, the but they're flipping coin. Yeah, Jeez. right. Now, now keep in mind they did this the same day as the botched abduction. So remember, they had already tried to take a girl. It didn't work because the old lady saved her. So Kenny, that's why. So Angela goes back to work. So that's why Kenny goes in and was like, "Well, we got to take somebody. So why don't we just take this girl? She's right here." Boy, he is ready. So this is when they're starting to get sloppy, you know. Like so thirst is real. Mm-hmm. Like Twilight. So they go out to her car because remember her car is still at the auto upholstery shop getting done. And they made sure that Angelo's business card was thrown away because that was still in her car. They didn't want nothing to be traced back. They put her naked body in the trunk of her car and they drove her car with gloves on. So Kenny drives her car with gloves on and Angelo followed behind him in his Mustang. So to make sure nobody can notice him, Kenny actually threw on a, fla- a fake beard and mustache. <laughs> So they drove to the cliff and what they did was they sent her car with her body in it over the cliff, but it got stuck halfway down. The body? The the car. They drove it over oh, the cliff. So instead of going all the way man. down, the car got stuck. Oh Don't say don't party, because I'm like, you guys are good. They're good. They're good. They're oh. that's like you say that's why you usually say don't part of the crime. And I'd be like, no, no, we have the word that's like, where did y'all get unlucky at? Right. Because you guys, I mean, if I was hired by a hitman squad by the mafia and they told me that kill this person or I'm going to kill your daughter, like some of this stuff I would use. Like, I'm trying to just save my child. I'm not actually a killer. I'm just an average person forced into this situation. But I'm become taken. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, at that moment, like... I, I, I become Michelle Pfeiffer. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I get Catwoman on your butt. Like, so, with, I'm sitting here just looking at that, like, dang, y'all did really good. And I, yeah. I, like I said, you think of it still, I think of it as well, actually, admirable. Well, like, actually, as the average human yeah. who's not committing crimes, I wouldn't think of that far. And the foot to get stuck on well, the cliff? Right. Well, here's the thing, though. This isn't the stupidest part of the crime. Uh, we haven't even got there yet. Do you just wait? Oh, girl! You yeah, just get stuck fucking, on the cliff. Yeah, you just fucking wait, though. The stupidest part of the crime is coming up. Oh, girl! I'm all right. Let's do this. So now, remember, Kenny's girlfriend is still pregnant with his child. So what did they do with the cliff body? It's just left there because they pushed it over the cliff. It got you can't stuck. go down they there. They can't go down there. Right. Oh, but the trunk flies open, so that's going to come back. Remember, oh, her the body's trunk, trunk flies open. And her, yeah. And you can see it. And you, you can see the body. Like, damn, there's a whole dead woman right there. There's a dead white woman 
right there. Like, oh, I'm not taking nobody fishing. Oh, <laughs> that's wild. That's awesome. Oh, so, so keep in mind that Kelly is pregnant. So at this point, Kenny's son is born. So Kelly goes into labor and she has her baby. So he's doing the family thing, you know, his son's born. Now, this is going to be, I don't know if it's funny or not, but remember I told you the trunk flew open, so the body was right there? So, a helicopter, February 17th, a helicopter spotted this, and this is how her body was found, because the trunk was flew open. So, like you said, they saw the car halfway down the cliff, and they see the trunk open and the body inside of the mm-hmm. trunk. So, that's how they find her body. The, told you. The autopsy showed several wounds, but they couldn't determine the cause of death right away. They thought it was the car accident because she had went over the cliff. Which, that's confusing, though, like because it's like... But that doesn't make sense, because her body was in the trunk. If you were the driver and you went over the cliff, wouldn't you be the driver's seat? You ain't gonna be on the trunk. Right, I mean... That's, so, how did they think it was from the accident? The cops back in the day, What the man. fuck? Like, if it was a white body, white person, they'd be like, that makes sense. Non-gang related. She drove the car from the trunk of her car. <laughs> Off the cliff makes sense. That doesn't make sense. Right, she pushed herself off the elevator and fell onto bullets. Hell makes no. all type of sense. Four times in her own head. There's always bullets on top of the elevators I ride. Like who would the nineteen fifties? Like if you go back and you look at the famous detectives, like even Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. You go back and look at him, as, and and you, if we really took a time machine, he'd almost look half. Like spaced out to yeah. us because of the fact that we put stuff together so much quickly, where the people then, like like you just said, they were drowned in the trunk of their cars and said that they committed suicide. Yeah, and drove themselves in. Like Sherlock was like, a what? genius compared to them. He was what? like, "What if you know she couldn't get to the front door?" And they're like, "What do you mean, Sherlock?" <laughs> She couldn't get to the front door. She's in her car. Like, like, he seemed like a fucking genius at the time saying these little things. (laughs) So that's all I'm saying. Is there's a guy with blood spatter on his face and there's a guy with freckles. Sounds like to me that guy with freckles went to jail multiple fucking times. <laughs> until Sherlock came around. Was like, you know those aren't freckles, then that's not paint. He's not a carpenter. He's a murderer. And they're like, Sherlock! What? <laughs> you genius! How did you see him? I'll be like, and he comes, well, first of all, there was blood spatter up all her face <laughs> and all of his clothing. Like, <laughs> like Sherlock! How? How did you deduce? Like, that's how it's sounding right now. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. <laughs> oh, so when they had, remember they drove, so how it was, they, um, Angelo drove his Mustang behind Kenny, who was driving the girl's car, right? Mm-hmm. So they actually were spotted by somebody. But what basically, you know, threw it off was because remember Kenny was wearing that fake beard. But she reported because she said that she was driving on the cliff, like, and she said that both Kenny and Angela sped up really fast to go around her. But, you know, that's what made her, like, really, like, 
because they basically the police was spotted when they spotted the body she called in and reported it and said that she had saw two men but she couldn't get a good look at angelo she didn't get a good look at him but she got a good look at kenny but he had that fake beard and mustache so it was just a moot point you know so during this time kenny was actually you saw guys you but saw I guys. guess they didn't meet the description specifically. Yeah, they didn't meet the description, which was, you know, like you said, that was a kind of really ingenious that he did with the fake beard and mustache. That's what I'm telling you. Yeah, because... At those times, makes me want to go by, most be good, and back to the future. If I ever mean Morty, I'm telling you right now, if I see Morty and Doc, I'm about to be a bajillionaire. I'm going back, and I'm changing all type of history. Yeah. all of y'all. Mm-hmm. Now, during this time, so Kenny had been staying with roommates, you know, he was going through a hard time, but he ended up getting kicked out because the roommates actually found a police badge in his stuff. And I don't know why roommates was going through stuff anyway, but whatever, that's an ass beating. But they found this police badge and they was like, because they had been going all over the place and all over the news that these hillside stranglers was using a police badge to lure these girls in. So it was like, yeah, I don't think we should have this guy. I don't think going to be admissible in court to this day. Yeah, because... The laws are even different now. Right? Yeah, even I don't know. they're a roommate, you can't just go through You can't stuff. just go through somebody's stuff. Like, yeah, no. So they was like, they kicked him out. And they reported this to the police. I can't say what I see. I think I'm seeing. I don't. Oh, okay. Is everything okay? Yeah. You should have just went ahead. Because I thought it was a grizzly bear getting. You don't need to refill your cup anymore. You thought that you saw a grizzly bear. This picture behind you. Oh, no. And I just put it together that that's a woman's hair. That's why I was like, you don't want to record what I'm about to say. <laughs> okay, this is actually art. So can, can you, can you, you going to delete this? Uh, <laughs> can you delete that? Because well, I was like, well, I now, I just put the face. No, I'm keeping it There was it a in. big piece of fur happening. And I thought it was a grizzly bear hand, but it was her bangs. Yeah. It, well, oh, yeah, okay, it's women awesome. kissing. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. I have so so. We'll let the listeners know. I have beautiful artwork in my room, and and you know this is great because um a lot of it is like subjective, and it's really beautiful. It's beautiful art. It's just two women kissing, but one of the women has this big, super big, like afroy type ponytail. It's half so, the picture. It's yeah, like, it's like half the picture, but it's really beautiful. And right. by by the way, since you brought it up, shout out to Vani Swan because she's actually the artist. She, okay, yes, yeah, shout yeah. out to Swan because like no, don't just say make them see this. Truly, yeah, it is like two thirds of the picture at the minimum is this mass of hair uh-huh. and this woman like licking on it. Yeah, and I'm like, is she <laughs> like, doing something to a grizzly bear with a belt on? Like, <laughs> and where the line is for her hair, too, for her headband, okay. seems like it'd be a fat bear's belt, you know? Okay, so and so I'm like, wow, you got, I mean, you write erotica all the time, so I was like, just have somebody, you know, giving a bear a good time is what I thought I saw. So we're not going to refill your cup again because... Okay, fine. But that's uh, not going to change that picture. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> how much uh, I do or do not have to drink. <laughs> <laughs> that looks like that. Oh my gosh. Sorry. Sorry, Buddha is still getting used to everything that's in my room. <laughs> <laughs> do you not see it? I No, like, well, maybe because I like 
you know, I bought the picture, so I like already knew what it was, which is why I bought it. Actually, the one of the women in the art piece is actually supposed to be me because that's what I had like my twist. So she actually resembles me. Uh huh. Yeah. And so you're doing that to the band? No, that's not. Did, oh my god. Did you? No one's ever said. No one's ever asked you. Nobody about has the bear? ever thought that picture was a grizzly bear, like at all. I mean, that's why looks. I said we are not refilling your cup. <laughs> it looks like, like that right now. Oh my. I, I see it now. Now, but it was over your shoulder, <laughs> like your shoulders bro- blocking half of the image. So it was like neck up from this light-skinned woman with locks and a moon and this big furry thing with a belt. And I was like, "What the hell is?" But in her room, can we get back to the hillside strength? I though? told you not to record this. I told you not to. Let's go. I'm keeping that in. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, so anyway, so the roommates actually reported this police badge, you know, and said, you know, it's probably a good idea for us to turn this in. And so they came out and they questioned Kenny and Kenny was, and they asked Kenny, like, do you own a badge? And he was like, no, I don't own a police badge. And they was like, okay. And they left it alone. And so that's enough. Yeah. So then a high school girl that hung out, you know, with them and stuff like that, she told her mom that, you know, Kenny talks about the Hillside Stranglers like all the time and she thought it was weird. So the mother reported it to the police as well. And they found his old address on file. And that's where Christina Weckler lived. Remember, Christina Weckler was the girl that lived at his apartment complex. He had asked her out on a date. She said no. So they murdered her. Remember that? So... Uh, yeah so he they came out they questioned him again and he literally kissed their ass he was like i always wanted to be a cop you know and he just really turned on the charm and they left they was like well there's nothing here you know what i mean mm-hmm. and so he went to go tell his big cousin angelo he was like guess what i've been questioned by the police several times and they are not on my trail and i just charmed them my way out of it and he was all like bragging to angelo like i've gotten out of it every time like aren't i the man and angelo was hella mad he said wait a minute he said you idiot that's not fucking good like if they're questioning you the po- the whole thing is to stay away from the police and you're telling me that the police is fucking questioning you that means there's something suspicious about you he's been watching a lot of movies yeah so now he thinks so I'm like so Angelo is fucking pissed because remember Angelo is the one I would say they're both assholes but Angelo is the one that has a head like on he has his head on Kenny is like just out there you know what I mean and so Angelo is like that's not good have an admiration between the two well Kenny does Kenny has like you know he looks up to Angelo well, yeah, but it sounds like you do too well I think I would be the I think if I was them two I think I would be more like Angelo because I think mm-hmm. I would be the level headed one mm-hmm. because Kenny's the one walking around talking about hey like did you hear about the hillside stranglers <laughs> like you're gonna get us fucking caught like what the <laughs> hell like I'll be so mad <laughs> yes oh you're about to get madder though so I know you are so at this point Angelo pulled a gun out on Kenny and told him that he was gonna like kill him you know he was like I'm gonna kill you because this is just too much so during this time Kenny's girlfriend Kelly took the baby and moved with her parents to Washington because she was so scared of the hillside stranglers you know not knowing Kenny was one of them but she was like she had just had the baby she don't want her baby around there so she moves to Washington right so Angelo right so Angela tell Angelo told Kenny, well, maybe you should just leave with your baby mama because he was like, at this point, it's too hot here. We can't commit no more murders anyway. There's nothing left for you. So Girl, he was like, you should. This was the 70s and they were Caucasian. They did not say baby mama. 
Ya. <laughs> so Angelo was like, matter of fact, I'm not even suggesting that you leave. You need to fucking leave. He said, because if you don't, I'm going to kill you. So Kenny ends up moving to Washington with Kelly and his baby. And during this time, he becomes a family man. You know what I mean? He gets a job as a security guard and it's at the sheriff's reserves. So he takes classes in policing and, you know, part of his job as a security guard is to check security systems in vacation homes just to make sure everything is working. So he would steal stuff out of the people's houses. And, you know, it was only so long that he started getting bored with his life in Washington. You know, he missed Angelo. He wanted to be back in L.A. He wanted to start killing again. And so what he did was he was like, yeah, so now we're getting to the stupidest part of the fucking crime. Because he should have left this shit alone. Angelo no, told him. That's the only time I'm gonna actually agree. Yes, like, you were a retired killer yes. rapist and got away. Got with away. Move to Washington. You're a family man and got a state job. Is yeah, it like. it's got a Benefits, fucking state job. Yes, and you're like, let me. This is boring. <laughs> this is the right, and he's with his his girlfriend and his baby. Right. He was fine, and Angelo right. told him to leave it the fuck alone. He thought it was out of too. Yeah. Like, this is boring. Yeah. You're right, Angelo. It's stable. Got it all. Got the cars. Got the stuff. And, yeah. It's too easy. It's too easy. And Angelo, remember, Angelo's still back in L.A., so Angelo, you know, he ain't even tripping off of it no more. But then Kenny in like, Washington. I, I watch a lot of those movies where people be like, oh, my super suburbs, high middle class life is so boring and so standard. It's so guaranteed that I'm bored. Mm-hmm. Do you know that's my dream? Like, I want you to give it to me so guaranteed that I know that I'm getting paid so much. I'm just bored. Why just steal for pleasure? Right. I become, the was, was the term that no one understood at the time when a celebrity did it, was a kleptomaniac. Mm-hmm. Like, I steal for the pleasure of stealing? Like, we didn't, when the time when that came out, people didn't even comprehend that word. Oh, yeah, huh. Right, because what? So it was like, I... I envy and covet those days, please. Yeah. And I, I that's one of the prayers I do. Everybody, now I lay me down to sleep. I wish the Lord the soul to preach. I go to sleep and I'll be like, Lord, give me the life of where I covet that I want to just steal for no damn reason. I pray in my bed every night while my children lay there because <laughs> I want them to have that life. What are you talking about? Do that with Like, let me rider. down to sleep. Yeah. No, like, let me be so rich that I want to steal for no damn reason, Lord. That's, that's what I'm praying. <laughs> Give me so much money with so much guarantee that I'm good so much after that that I'm bored. Uh, Give me money till I'm bored, Lord. Uh, I pray <laughs> every night. Hell no. <laughs> what are you talking about? Because this is a prime example because he had everything. He had jewelry. I got too loud right there. I got way loud. Uh, Sorry about that. Uh, so, Kenny, now keep in mind, he's in Washington. He's by himself. He decides to, on his own, start luring women to empty houses to rape and murder. These are the houses that he works at because remember, he's security. So. On January 9th, 1979, he called up an old co-worker that he used to work with at a hardware store. Because when he first moved out to Washington, before he got the security job, he was working at a hardware store. And her name was Karen Mandak. Her roommate, Diane Wilder, answered the phone. And he offered to pay them $100 to house-sit one of these vacation homes for him. 
He said that the security system hadn't been installed yet, so he needs people to physically sit there and, you know, watch it. Nice. Yeah. So he planned to murder them in the basement of this, you know, this home. So what he did was he went to the basement, he set up all his murder tools, and then he met them outside. So he told Karen to walk with him downstairs first to check. You know, he said, we got to check the lights. And he told Diane to just make sure the outside is secure first. So once they were downstairs, he attacked Karen. He raped her and then he strangled her with a cord. Then he went upstairs and he told Diane to come downstairs now. And then he raped her and he threw her down. He threw her down the stairs and he strangled her with a cord as well. He then drove their bodies. Man, that man was ready. Yeah. He then, with a cord, did he always have it in his back pocket? Well, remember he, so before he, they got to the house, what he, what they did was he, he set up the murder. Remember how him and Angelo used to set up everything? He went to the basement and set up everything first. So he had the so cord, he had, he had the, everything waiting, ready. You know, yeah. In a, in, a, in a little Tupperware box. Yeah. He uh, had his uh, murder a stuff gloves ready. gloves and a shelf. Yeah. He was John Wick of murder. He'd yeah. push a button and shit like that, break some cement on the bottom, and he'd pull out this kit with gold. Yeah. And, and rubbers. Uh, definitely some, you know, condoms. Uh, rubber gloves, hammers, yeah. sauna bodies, mm-hmm. hacksaw. I imagine his murder kit. It's it it kind of fabulous. It has like custom made saw, middle British guy. To get. This is the 2272 <laughs> It will saw a young girl's body in seven seconds. Mm-mm. I mean, they were that prepared, is that what you're saying? They were. Yeah, they always stayed prepared. And Kenny got that from Angelo, so he already had his shit prepared in the basement. They so, bought this shit ahead of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what you got to do if you're going to murder people. So, you do now. <laughs> so what he did was he drove both their bodies in Karen's car to like a cul-de-sac and he just left their bodies there. Now, do you know what the fuck happened the next day? He killed people? No. The next day, so what happened was, remember, Karen had a boyfriend, right? He fucked up. This is the stupidest part of the crime because Karen had told her boyfriend about this job she was about to go do. She was like, hey, this guy that I used to work with named Kenny Bianchi called me up and said that he has a job for me and I'm actually going to be going over there and looking at security systems, you know, so this is where I'm going to be at. She told her boyfriend. So when the bodies was found, all this shit was just traced right back to Kenny right away. So the next day at work, he was arrested for their murders. Like the stupidest part of the fucking crime. Was him interviewing somebody? No, the stupidest part of the crime was doing this shit. And for so he and all this shit traced back to him. Because remember, Karen was a girl he used to work with, right? At mm-hmm. the hardware store. She had a boyfriend. He had, uh, Kenneth had called her up and said, hey, like these security systems hasn't been installed in this vacation home that I work at. So I need you to house it. So that's how he got her and her roommate over there. But she had told her boyfriend where she was going to be at, that she was doing the job. And she had said his name. So when the boyfriend called the police, he was able to say, well, the last person she was with was Kenneth Bianchi at this house because he told her that it was a job. He should have eh, he he named a different name. Because I'm like, that, wow. That's, that was, you used your fucking name and everything. Yeah, you used your government name. So this is how it gets really crazy. And that's why everybody used stuff like Little Beetlebug. Right. So this is where it gets crazy because remember now, they've arrested Kenny on these two murders. Angelo's still in Los Angeles. He don't even know Kenny done got arrested. So he's about to get dragged into this shit. Well, Kenny didn't he, know he was about to get arrested. Right. Either. It was but, all going well and since he talked to her boyfriend. But this Who is, does that? Who talks who, to their boyfriend? <laughs> no, this is crazy as fuck because all Angelo will be mad as fuck because all this is about to now trace back to him. Now, 
Diane had because Diane, the roommate that was murdered, had also written down his name and number when he when she had first answered the phone as well. So they had all this stuff. They searched his house. They found stolen goods from the victims, including the victims from California, because every time they would murder, I guess he would steal stuff off their bodies. That was his thing. So the detective from Washington then contacted the LAPD, where Frank Salerno was the lead investigator on that. And Frank, now I want to ask, yeah, what is listening to that? Okay, what is the limit that you keep pictures of your ex? Oh, I don't know. I still think I have some. I still have pictures of my ex. I don't know. I'm talking about naughty ones. Oh, naughty oh, pictures. I don't fucking know. I don't know. I what are the statues? I mean, well, but when do you discard it? What if you your ex was bad? I, like, what if your ex was probably like when you get in a new Cardi. relationship? You should probably fucking get rid of those. I would. Think I mean, that. but what if the new person wasn't Cardi? Like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> what if you what your if, ex was crazy? Well, now you're just jeopardizing your relationship. No, I'm just no, I'm, I'm just saying you don't know what this person is when you first get with them. Let's come up. I mean, like, what's the timeline? Like, as soon as I start talking to somebody, no, if no, I got scissor and, and nasty pictures just for me in my phone, when am I ever going to get that? That's like a Michael Jordan rookie card. Know. Like, when am I going to ever get that back in my photo repertoire? And I just met you last week. Well, not last week. And you, I think yeah, it has to be like that's, what like, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's what I'm saying. But I really was smitten by you. And so two weeks in, a month in, I really like you and we start dating. Do I delete the scissor pictures? If you have said, like if you've asked this person to be exclusive, then you should probably delete those pictures. After a month? If you've asked that person. But you was with scissor for two years. I don't know. Like, what if you've asked that person to be exclusive, why don't you have the new person? That's why all your stuff deleted. Is that's the answer? So I was trying to figure out, like, what is the limitation? How long would you wait, though? Like, how long would you? I don't know. That's what is the limitations? Do you you still have like unseal some (laughs) vaults? I'm not answering or not answering things that is and is not. I don't have things that are not supposed to be in my phone. It's not supposed to not be in my phone. Is what I'm always gonna say. Oh, I don't know. Damn, that's crazy. I don't know. Maybe the listeners can let us know. How long do you guys... Because what if you get back with that ex? Because that's happened to me too. That's happened to me too. Where I broke up with somebody, had hella pictures of them in my phone, got with someone else for like three to four months, deleted everything that I had from that person, break up with they butt, and then meet the person that I was talking to before. That I just deleted all your pictures later on that year or a year later. And they'd be like, damn, you deleted everything? Damn. You just didn't want to know I existed, huh? That's I've that's happened to me. Damn. Where now and then, how do you look where you be like, Yeah, I was dating somebody for three months. They'd be like, But you was with me for four years. And right, and then and I you deleted about, everything and for I them. And I wouldn't send you no more pictures either. Like, oh well. Get, <laughs> and that's happened. So that's what I said. So then what becomes a statue if you want to sit here? And keep that going. Okay, then what? Because you just killed your, you just deleting them all. Now you just killed any chance of that person ever sending you anything. I don't know. Well, maybe six months. Maybe if you've been in your new relationship six months and up, then you should probably delete your old pictures. We need to write that down. Y'all send us messages on that. What is the time? I don't know. I don't know. 
I don't know. It probably depends on the person, but I would say after six months, you've been with somebody for six months, you're probably already planning to move in. Usually people plan to move in after like six months, they start talking about it. That's when you should probably delete those old pictures because at that point, that's, Everything. that's disrespectful at that point. You delete them all. If you're talking about moving in with somebody and you still got naked pictures of, of somebody else, uh, and you're still actively looking at them. I didn't say I'm actively looking. It may be some years later. It's the treasure troll. Well, I don't know. How would you feel if somebody still had... You was talking about moving in with somebody. I can't change the fact that you already did that with that person. So you would just let them keep their pictures? Y'all did that already. So they could just keep their pictures? Everybody keeps their pictures. Then, yeah, like, I don't know. Like, who do you know that you could go through their phone? Yeah. Do you, can you go through your current girlfriend's phone? No, I don't so you don't know what phone. picture she keeps. Yeah. So... <laughs> <laughs> You don't know what picture she has in there. <laughs> and you, she doesn't know the same uh, of the pictures you keep. Uh, what I'm saying, because when you get down that rabbit hole, mm-hmm. boy, and having somebody else edit your picture profile, there's going to be a lot of pictures that they deem inappropriate where it's going to be you just holding an ex's dog. <laughs> and they'll be like, delete it. Be like, but that was my favorite dog. And in the background was my, fa- was my, was my teddy bear. And I had a picture back there yeah. that I'd never seen again. I've been, yeah, I've been through that before. Like, it's like, why so... do I have to delete that? Because honestly, some pictures, like with my ex, it's not because of them. It's because I like the way I look. Like, so it's like, they got to like crop that shit out. Right? <laughs> and I'm like, it don't matter if it was a naughty picture. I like how I looked in that picture. I looked amazing. Yeah. I don't know if I'm going to ever get that angle again. That just sucks. But they like, delete it. Yeah. Because they don't like what they saw. So Damn. that's why like becomes a very slippery slope. Well, oh, then what is appropriate for what did you do keep? I guess that brings it back to like this because I feel like if you kill somebody, you should never keep that shit because this, that's just evidence. I mean, yes. Because that's what the fuck well, he did. He point, had all this true. shit up in here. Yes. That's crazy. Now, so basically at this point, Kenny starts getting, you know, questioned, you know, because he's already arrested. He denies everything, of course. And then they question his, his baby mother, Kelly, and she advised them that the only friend he had back in L.A. was Angelo Bueno. So this is how all this is, like, tying in together now. So Angelo Bono, Bueno started, they started investigating him back in L.A., and they found out that his address, you know, at the upholstery shop was directly located to all these scene locations. So the detectives now start surveilling Angelo. Kenny's photo got released to the media. Mm-hmm. And also that older lady, the one that saved the girl, she was able to identify him and say, you know, that's the guy I was telling you about. David Woods, you remember David Woods? He was the guy that, um, he was a client at the escort service and he's the one that saved that 16-year-old girl and put her back on the, air, uh, the plane to Arizona. Mm-hmm. He came out and he told, he went out and he told the police how he saved Becky from Angelo and Kenny. So at least five witnesses mm-hmm. before y'all can start convicting a white man. Uh, now, Sabra, the other girl that ran away, also came back and testified. Angelo was questioned. Of course, he denied everything. And he said that him and his cousin wasn't even close. And he said he didn't like them. He said he didn't even like him. He never hung out with them. He didn't know what they was talking about. So, now, at this point, Kenny, back in Washington, he was facing the death penalty for the two murders that he did by himself. So, the... He's yeah, so the cops offered him a plea deal for life in prison if he testified well, I against Angelo. The case never knew who it was, and I could still tell you how it was going to play out. <laughs> <laughs> so, That's 
Too much. Yeah, so back in Washington, they're offering him a plea deal, you know. So Angelo kept getting questioned. Like, they never let up. Every single day they would come, they would question him. At this point, though, they didn't have enough evidence on him besides Kenny's testimony, so they wanted, like, a slam dunk. Because for all they know, you know, Kenny could have been just trying to drag him into it, which I don't understand because there was witnesses that came out and said that Angelo was doing it too, but it's like they was waiting a little bit for a slam dunk, you know? No, I don't so, know. So, but like I said, when it comes to a different persuasion, mm-hmm. you need five or six Caucasians. <laughs> So now, at this point, Angelo just starts throwing Kenny under the bus. He was like, yeah, he said, I feel like Kenny definitely is the hillside strangler because he was just so weird, you know what I mean? And he was like, yeah, he did stay with me for a little while, and he was weird, so he probably was the hillside strangler by himself, but I had nothing to do with it. So then Angelo's ex-wife, Candy, was mentioned. Like, she was questioned as well, and she had a lot of negative things to say about Angelo because, remember, she, uh, Angelo had been abusing her. Girl, you was upsetting that. We can't take all your stuff. <laughs> they also sent a doctor in to talk to Kenny. So a psychiatrist came to talk to Kenny. What's going on? Because any because anytime, you know, someone is actually, you know, arrested, they actually send a psychiatrist in just to see if they're competent enough to stay on trial. So Kenny was actually saying that he had a multiple personality disorder because he watched this movie and the movie, you know, in the movie he saw a man with personality disorder so he was like I'm gonna do this too so he said that he had an alter ego named Steve and Steve was the one that was aggressive Steve was the one that was murdering people it wasn't him so he said he confessed everything to them and he pretended like it was Steve that did it it wasn't him and so they were still trying to figure out you know if there was gonna be enough proof to arrest Angelo so they started talking to a neighbor who actually ID'd Angelo and an expert concluded that Kenny was legally insane. So at this point, legally, Kenny was legally insane. I mean, he ain't watch a movie for that. <laughs> now, Frank Salerno watched the videotapes, you know, of Kenny as Steve. And he actually was the one that got another doctor that was sent that was sent in to really see again. Like, you know, basically a second opinion. Because Frank Salerno, the detective, was like, Kenny is not insane. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, you know what I'm saying? So he sent another doctor in. And so, basically, they, they did tests on Kenny. And they proved that Kenny was not legally insane. And he was going to go ahead and he was, you know, going to stand trial. I've been wondrous of that. If you're insane, like, let's say you're the crazy clown killer. If you're it, because it, let me tell you, even the child version or the grown-up seems pretty freaking crazy. He seems knocked off in the brain. Yeah. Texas Chainsaw Massacre guy, too. Yeah. Uh, He's knocked off in the brain. You know, um, that's his cause. Is that okay? Is that what we're saying? It, well, no, they're not saying it's okay. So what would happen is, if he was deemed legally insane, what would happen is he wouldn't stay in trial. He would go to a mental hospital. So Or why? Because your insanity loves of the killing of others. Yeah, but at a hospital, you'd be treated for your disorder. Like, you can't be put in prison and you're legally insane because being around other prisoners, that's probably going to hurt you or do something to you. But what I'm saying is if you are legally a threat to society Mm -hmm. whatever your mental capacity 
what are we doing at that point? So you don't believe in the insanity plea? Like, do you believe that insane people should be put in the mental hospital? Or do you think everybody should just be put yes in the Yes and no. I believe that if you, your level of insanity, you know, sparks you to want to just kill... I, it was the first time I heard of and I was in a house that said 5152. And the guy laughs about it now. And I talked to him. He's, he's out now. He went to here to go and go into a mental hospital. Oh. But... It was them, his mental disability when you go, you know, 5150, right? Yeah, 5150. I knew that, right. but I don't think I've heard of 5152. That means you go mental and you want to kill everybody. Oh, shit, that's like, worse. He started that's stocking what the- up weapons in his mattress and he, and he laughs about it. He was like, Yeah, man, I was gonna kill everybody in the house. Oh, that's <laughs> heard some voices and stuff, man. Oh, man, I was I thought they was plotting on me. So I was going to get in. I was the first lady. I was going to rape her. And then I was going to stab her body like 57 times. And I, br- I built this whole thing. He built weapons that he stashed in his mattress for oh. murder. What? Oh, yeah. And he's he, back out. So he went after, to the hospital. And yeah, because he went to the mental institute. Yeah. He's back out after well, a few months. Well, did they months. give him treatment? Does he still feel like he want to kill people? Of course, he's saying he doesn't. Uh-huh. I mean, who the hell would say they do? Still. Well, and that's the thing though, because when you go there, who yeah. in prison, right? When they're in prison for years, months, or whatever, say I still want to kill people. Yeah. There's nobody that has gone to, right. to the parole hearing, right? And said, "I think I'm ready to go back to society, even though I think I want to kill." Nobody's people. gonna and say I believe that. That's right. <laughs> Because a lot, of, a lot of people, that's, that's what I'm saying, this goes back to what you believe is bad and evil. A lot of people, for their killing has a justification. Like, over 90% of you actually listen to them. Yeah. They're not just killing people. Right. They believe, they believe, how abstract it may be of that image, they believe they're doing something right. Mm-hmm. That's the code of not even, Not even, oh, I'm sitting here, maybe I'm trying to convince my they believe they're doing right yeah right well so basically he's going to be staying trial and but they did offer him that plea deal so they're not going to give him the death penalty what they did was they told kenny for life in prison without parole you have to testify against angelo and they was like but you have to give us something that's not just hearsay like how do we know your cousin really helped and so kenny was like that's when he brought up our calling card what we always did was we used that upholstery foam to gag women and to put that on their eyes he said if you look at his shop that was from his shop you know and so that's how they were finally able to arrest Angelo was because that's how they knew Kenny was telling the truth because all that foam came from his upholstery shop Mm -hmm. another stupidest part of the crime don't use your own shit don't you know, also, Kenny also told them about the gas. Well, other was say snitches get stitches. He, well, that he too. went in there and told full detail. Yeah, because that's the thing. He told about the gassing. He told about the needles. Basically, he told all those things that they didn't release to the media. So, they was like, okay, only he would know this. So, he's telling the truth. So, they took the death penalty off the table for him. So, Angelo immediately got arrested. On Angelo's wallet, they found an outline of where a police badge would have been. And he had previously told them that he didn't have a police badge when he was being questioned. Now, in June 1980, 
Kenny started because now he's in prison. Kenny's in prison right now. And Kenny started receiving letters because the Hillside Stranglers, they start receiving fan mail. Women love them. They want to be with them, you know? So it's a whole thing. So Kenny receives... Going trans. Yeah. So Kenny receives a letter from this lady named Veronica Compton, who was a writer. And she was like, you know, Ken, she said, you don't know me, but I would love to visit you. And she was writing a play, which is a fictional play called The Mutilated Cutler. Cutter, I'm sorry. The The story was about a female mass murderer, and she wanted to make her character more believable. You know, she was a really beautiful woman. She was also an actress as well. And what would happen is the woman would strangle a female victim and then she would assault her vagina with a dildo after she was dead. That's what Veronica was writing. She was telling Kenny this is what her play was about. And then... A play? Yeah. yeah. Of that? That's what she wanted to write a play about. So her and Kenny, they started so writing... So watching on stage? Yeah. People would be writing this, watching this shit on stage. Right? Not even a cutaway. Just big action of dildo ram killings. This is good stuff. Yeah. So Veronica and where Kenny. Were they, where were they, was it Chicago? No, they're in. Where were they showing this at? I, I, I don't know where they would show this at. <laughs> so Kenny and Veronica, they start writing each other sexual letters. They start falling in love. She actually goes and visits them. And she told him that she always wanted to like murder somebody. That was her fantasy, fantasy as well, you know? And so Kenny came up with an idea. He was like, how about this? Because to get me out of jail, he said, why don't you go and kill somebody, right? And he was like, in the same way that we would have killed somebody. So that way they could be like, well, it couldn't be him. It couldn't be them because, look, why the killings not? are still happening, you know? Why not? Yeah. And then he was like, you know, he was going to make it. What he was going to do is he was going to put it all on his cousin, Angelo. And he was going to be like, he never did anything. He don't know what was going on, but he was going to, this was the whole plan, you know? So what he did was he took some of his semen, right? And he slid it to her on a visit because after she murdered the woman, she was going to put some of his semen in the woman so it could make it look like he was getting framed because he was like, he's in prison. Obviously, he didn't do this. And they was that was his that was his whole mastermind. Oh, that's genius, crazy, stupid. Yeah. Stupid too. But wow. Wow. Y'all went there. So on September 16th, 1980, she um Veronica goes to this bar called the Coconut Grove. She went with a blonde wig on and she had a fake pregnant belly because she wanted to kidnap a woman. And if she looked pregnant, then nobody was going to be scared of a pregnant woman. So she snorted some coke so that she could get, you know, you know, some, some courage, you know, and she met a woman back at the hotel room because she told her, she said that she was pregnant and she was abandoned and she don't know what she was going to do. So the woman took her back with her to the hotel room to kind of figure out like what they was going to do. Like, you know, she was going to try to help Veronica. But when they got to the room, Veronica tried to strangle her with the cord, but the woman fought her and was able to run and get away. (laughs) So Veronica then had called the police and used a fake voice. And she just said that they had the wrong man and that she was the hillside strangler and she had just tried to kill somebody. So you may as well let Kenny go. Oh. So she used the fake voice, right? Oh. 
She tried. Right. She tried. So she got arrested immediately. She got caught up. Of course. Yeah, that did not work at all. And the reason that she was suspected is because in the visitor's logs at the jail, her name was in there. Like, they saw she was the one that would always go visit him. So they was like, it led right (laughs) back to her. Yeah, so she's in jail now. (laughs) Oh, girl, you fell in love. That that is every parent with a teenager's worst imagination. It's doing some shit like this. And you did that for the guy in jail. You took the dude in your Like, oh, and there's love. There's love. Not in jail for 22 years for love. Man. Remember that. Hell no. So now, now the. Girl, this is a long one. It is. Now it's almost over though. To get to the end of this, so the trials happen. Everybody testifies. So Sabra comes back. You know, Sabra was the one she's married. She's a dental hygienic now. She was one of the girls that had gotten kidnapped. Becky testifies. They just have a lot of people testifying against them. And also, there was a lady named Kimberly Burke who was at the library. Remember when Kitty had made that phone call at the library? And Angela was actually at the library too. And she said that Angelo had been in there kind of like stalking her for fun and, you know, just basically, you know, harassing her at the library. Meanwhile, while Kitty is making that phone call to try to get the escort, all this was happening. Mm-hmm. So this went against them. Catherine Laurie, remember that actor's daughter that they was going to kidnap and they couldn't because she was the actor's daughter. She testified against their ass. Now, Angelo ended up having a defense attorney who was like really attached to him. And so the angle was he got a woman defense attorney because he was like, well, maybe this would get him off because a woman is defending him. So he was like, obviously, you know what I mean? Like women forgive him. That was his whole angle. So that's why he got himself a female, you know, defense attorney. And, okay. But she actually, like, basically fell in love with him, too. Like, she was like, she. Uh, God, we need to see pictures. We need to post pictures of this guy. Oh, I'm going to post pictures. I mean, women are just yeah. falling. It was so bad that it was his birthday and she wanted to get him a cake. And the judge was like, you cannot buy him a cake. But she was like, oh, so he's going to be in jail with no cake on his birthday? The lawyer saying that. The lawyer. She was and like, she was why like, can't I You know I what? Just let him suck my breast. Uh-huh. Forget it, uh-huh. Fine, he can't have cake. It's his legal right to have milk. I saw it on a commercial. Like what? Oh my god! So I've never even heard of nothing like that. This he is must, wild. The Italian stallion. Yeah, these man. Like for real. Like Brad Pitt walks in the room, and my girls sit here and like have sex with him on the spot. I would not be shocked. I'd be like, <laughs> look at him. Like God, he's hot. Now, of course, they both got sent to prison and they got life in prison without the possibility of parole. Now, this is how they did in prison. So, Angelo ended up, he was scared to come out of his cell for like the first year of his prison sentence because he, because they're considered, they're actually child murderers and rapists too. You know, they don't do good in prison. So, he was so scared. But not considered, they are that. Well, they are. That's what's, but in prison, like they consider them like the lowest of the totem pole. But he didn't come out for the first year of his sentence. But he actually ended up doing 19 years um, before he died. He died in his cell of a heart attack. So, and then Kenny is actually still alive. To this day, he's still alive. And the crazy thing is he got married behind bars to this girl named Christine Kazuka, who, it was actually Ted Bundy's ex-girlfriend. Nice! Yeah, so they got married in prison. And yeah, that is the story of the Hillside Stranglers. What did you think? 
Um. So what did you think about this case? Uh, this case actually was one of the few that made sense, crazily. <laughs> it made sense. A lot of things they did was it was scarily like average person decisions. Yeah. You know, I mean, like, you know, other than raping and killing and the pillaging and, you know. Right, right. The desecration of women and the anal rape in front of children. <laughs> Hell yeah. You know, but a lot of it was like, you know, you have your cousin, he's staying over someplace, he decided he want to come stay with you. It was a lot of scenarios that fit, like, very average person. That's one of the reasons. Not knocking any of the, the statements that you do say, and I do believe that you, you know, have a provocative mind to come with a resolution. Yeah. And I think us as Americans need to start thinking of resolutions instead of just complaining to the government. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Is to start coming with resolutions is, you know, the practicality in which we need to see that in understandability too. But just a lot of it becomes that how, what then is the answer when this is on paper they look like an average person. Yeah. Yeah. You know, would, would, would you with the whole argument with the 24 hours but then that person missing and it yeah. could have probably saved a life mm-hmm. or there's something different but in the same breath in the circumstances how they did it right was very average person we don't really know she just went on a date and you're kind of crazy right right now. we don't yeah you know so it, it becomes they, they're using that in the system very well to where do like do we tighten it up and how do we tighten it up right right that's true too huh that's hard. That's hard to, I don't know, that's really hard because a lot of people have lost their lives behind the 24 hours, 48 hours thing, but I just don't know. Right, and I don't, the, the coldest part is, is it is scary and it's something that will happen until we collectively yeah, think of some sort of resolution. Yeah. Um, yeah. Don't just, you know, look at the police for answers because they're not, you know, they're just going by what they can litigate lead where they can litigate upon the people as a mass of quote-unquote equality. Right, right. Um, and so that leaves them with steps that they must take. Mm-hmm. Um, but as us, the average people, because that's one of the things I am keep hearing is the yeah. community yeah. is actually the stopper and the savers. Um, a good amount of these high-level, multi-killing, on-the-news crimes. Funny thing is, is I'm not hearing cops... Now, there's no great detective. I think only the first, like, one or two you told me where you were saying detective name, like, this is Detective Watson. Uh-huh. He was determined to find out. Even yeah. though they closed the case, he said no. Yeah. Like, what you see in a movie type of stuff. Yeah. Like, you're not hearing that in real life. Yeah. At the end of the day, the community, the people, yeah. we the people are solving these crimes. Yeah. <laughs> right, because look, look how many people spoke out about the Hillside Strangles. The old lady tried to call just hella. That's why I said it took, like, six people. Yeah, before y'all actually was like, you know what? I think he might just be doing something. It took that many, and six people that was gonna say, "I'm gonna say this, and I'll come to court and say it in truth. I will say this uh, in an oath before you would start doing it." Yeah. So we, the community, are more aware apparently than the the police force. Yeah. So we, the community, then needs to then become a collective of understanding things before. In actuality, in truth. When the, the the neighborhoods that I used to live in that didn't have gang real heavy gang activity, uh, drugs and all that moving around, even bad grades. Yeah. I, and I grew up in the Midwest. Uh, not I didn't grow up that in it for real, for real. I, I moved out when I was like thirteen. Mm-hmm. But I will say is that your neighbors knew when you had a bad report card, and she'd come outside and talk crap about you too. 
Damn. You know, so when you have a collective group, it's it's easy to just go, you know, thug and beat and break somebody's ankle yeah. when it's just, you know, this guy in the in the, in the room by himself when he's, he's 65 years old. Right. But let that man be a community leader. Yeah. And let the people around the block, I don't care who you are in the mafia. You're not that Billy Badass for 100, 200 people walking out in the street. Right, right. And acting like, and even if they don't, none, none of them even need to have guns. Yeah. They just need to have brick bats and bad shoes. Yeah. You know, and, and seeming like they are really aggressive where you're going to rethink this. Yeah. And you're not going to break the old man's leg and you're going to walk the hell off and you're going to uh, know, yeah. I can't come down that block because even though he's 85 years old, yeah. Mr. Jenkins and Mrs. Thompson and Mrs. Johnson, when you start naming, when you start becoming a group of people, yeah. it becomes more influential. Mm-hmm. And I think we're being scared of being those good influential people like Teddy yeah. Roosevelt. Yeah, I think so. His number one saying was, you know what makes bad guys win? Mm. When good guys do nothing. Oh, right. That's true. That's so true. That's he was a rough writer, yeah. Not because of the fact that he was trying to prove he's badass. He's trying to prove that he's just as bad as the bad guys. And y'all not coming over here. Mm-hmm. We we did squares. Yeah. Nobody does them drugs. Nobody does. But we ain't gonna take that crap neither. Yeah. That's hella true. Well, this case has been really like you know eye opening. Like I enjoyed I enjoyed this case. I enjoyed the lead up to the case. You know, and I guess. You know, I would say, like, a takeaway that I have for that is, like, like I would say don't kill people in twos because you will you see what um, happens. This is what I'm going to say. What happens is this one person gets caught because they do something stupid and you see your fate is tied to it. Because Angela would have got away with it if Kitty went to went rogue and tried to do some shit on his own. That's some crazy shit. Oh, man. Like, all, I would say, like, all big business deals, and it's, I've done business <laughs> deals and started companies with people. Yeah. Y'all become married. Right. It sounds crazy, but your life depends on this other person, too. Your life, that's yeah. And I, and I feel like it sounds like it's the same way with, with murder. Yeah. If someone kills somebody and y'all together, on y'all married now. Y'all married now. You Nobody can do anything stupid. And what Kenny Bianchi was stupid as right. fuck. Right. You need to call me when you're just going on vacation. Call me let me know. Like, hey. Yeah. I and know t- I ain't talked in a little bit, but I'm going on vacation for a few months. Not doing nothing crazy. I'm yeah. Yeah, check in. Make check, sure. Let me know. Like, right. oh, oh, good to know. Because he didn't even fucking reach out and be like, hey, I'm thinking about it. Because Ansel would have been like, don't fucking do that shit. Right. Like, we married now. There's yeah. nothing you can do. Like, don't even get a raise without calling me. Yeah. Yeah. So, do you know what we're talking about next week? I do not. Well, this is next week is a listener requested case, and we will be talking about Griselda Blanco. So, I'll do his shout out and everything next week. Griselda but Griselda Blanco. Blanco, I never heard of the case, but I, I was, I did the research, and I'm so excited about this case. You saw this case person that used to own a high end clothing store and oh. started killing people for not dressing right. <laughs> Well, we'll like, don't miss his stuff over hill figure. Uh, all I'm gonna say is girl power, girl power. That's what oh. I'm gonna say. Griselda motherfucking Blanco. I'm so excited to do this game. Oh, it's a woman. Yes, Griselda Blanco. So Devil Rose Prada over here. So yeah. she's still killing. The, I, the the vision has not changed. She's still killing people yeah. over that brand. But she's but badass. Well, we'll talk with white that. hair too. Yeah, we'll talk. Griselda about Blanco that. is white with white hair. <laughs> In my mind, I'm already saying it. Like, that's the modern day B 
badass Cruella DeVille right now. <laughs> well, we'll talk about it. In the meantime, you guys, keep those five-star reviews coming. So I'm just so excited and overwhelmed. So please keep them coming because it really helps the show out. You know? Isn't that right, We Buddha? do appreciate you guys and love you. Yes, and they love us too. I'm so excited about that. Please follow our Instagram, Hot Garbage Show. Follow the Facebook page, um, Hot Garbage, True Crime Edition. Follow our TikTok, Author Nisha, because I'm an author as well. Isn't that exciting? You are amazing. You, Thank you. You, make, you write some wild. If you guys want to take it to the next level, pick up her books. Let me tell you. <laughs> You will not have to go to Pornhub after that. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure that you guys check out my cartoon on Tubi. It's called There Goes the Neighborhood. And make sure you send us an email, hotgarbagenews at gmail.com. Did I hit everything? Girl, you on so many platforms, I'm not sure anymore. Oh, right. I th- I'm pretty sure I hit I'm going to get on one or two and start promoting that, and it ain't going to sound nothing like yours. I'm going to be like a 10-second blurb, and it's going to be you for the next three minutes. <laughs> well, yes, everyone. And we will see you next week. Take care. Watch your back out there.